Hello and welcome to Now Here's a Thing, the latest laid-back podcast crafted by me, Tracy Jones, and me, Heather Noble. I sat down and it was quiet. No, there's the hum. There's the hum. I think it must be your phone. Because <laughs> every time you, you record, <laughs> something to do with your office, it's I just a, bring a hum no, with me. It's a feature of the iPhone, whatever it is. Well, I think I do a reasonable job of editing it out, but then I'm not sure how it makes it, whether we sound like we're talking in a toilet. I've, I've, li- I've been listening to a few just recently. I don't think we sound like we're in a toilet. I think it's fine. And when you consider where other people record podcasts. No, exactly. It, there's ones where people record it sitting in a restaurant and they have way more background noise yeah. than we did even in the pub. Yeah, even with that little child. Yeah. And I was thinking back earlier, as I was driving here, to the the good old days when we'd record in, a, in an actual studio with... Yeah, proper with like kit and Proper everything. acoustic walls and things like that and proper microphones. Wow. Luxurious, wasn't it? But I, don't, I think hardly anybody does that now. No, I don't think so now. They all just go, oh, yeah, let's just. Well, everybody's got a podcast. There's some article about, uh, I only half read it, there's an emerging trend for men of a certain age to have podcasts now. Because okay. the, there's, there's a whole raft of women who talk about, like, murders, don't they? Yes. You know, um, and so now this sort of more mature journalisty type they're starting to have a podcast now okay everybody wants a podcast then yeah we've, we've been around so long I mean we'd have had a podcast before if we didn't have the radio station yeah yeah when we had a, a radio show and the podcast it came about because because of was it because of covid or did we just... We, we, I, I know what it was. We had vision and foresight and knew that the world was going towards podcasts instead of radio. That's what Correct. we did. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the story yeah. I'm telling. Yeah. We almost set the trend. Almost. Yeah. As with many things, Heather. As with many, many things. Many things. Now, here's the thing. I've not done any research. It won't surprise you to know. But I wanted to talk to you about the concept of joyful movement oh so we were talking at length before i pressed record about my experiment with zoe and that's the sort of the healthy eating yeah not not zoe ball yeah yeah not not zoe ball um and one of the podcasts i listened to that so the zoe podcasts on their own are really worth a listen to they do get some good scientists on there And in one of the podcasts, they were talking about exercise, but the scientist renamed it Joyful Movement. And I really took that on board. I thought, I can get on board with Joyful Movement. It does sound more appealing, doesn't it? Yeah, because thinking that I've got to do all this exercise, seems like a chore, but Joyful Movement's not a chore, is it? That's a very positive choice. yeah, you're uncertain. Yeah. Uh, well, well, no, no, I mean, absolutely. But there is an element of anything that is too joyful isn't actually going to be doing us much good. So I suppose it depends what what are they saying is joyful movement? No, they didn't. No, they just said to aim for joyful don't, movements. Yeah, okay. don't, 
don't censor yourself. So I did some joyful movement at the weekend and I thought this actually sums up joyful movement for me. So I did a little dip in, in my local lake. Yes. It was flipping cold. I bet it was. Yeah, always like ice. I did more than just dip this time up. I did a few strokes. Okay. Um, I do more strokes as it gets warmer, but as it gets yeah, colder, yeah. my strokes get it's smaller. Yeah. But I did manage to move my arms away from my body this time. Okay. That's joyful. Yeah. I moved in yes. the cold water. Yeah. Moved very quickly to get dressed afterwards. That was movement. Okay. It's joyful once you're out and dressed. Yeah. Okay. And then I went and did a two-hour qigong and yoga class. Okay. Restorative yoga and qigong. And so it was very, it was restorative yoga. It was very gentle. It was very kind. But I was smiling through Why the whole thing. Doing it? Yeah, through the whole thing. The teachers, first time I've been to this teacher, and she, I, I just really connected. And the surroundings were amazing. It was in this amazing yurt with a proper wooden floor and um, big lights, like little, you know, like the ball. Lights, like fairy lights, ball, yeah. balls, yeah, all around the inside, and a log burning stove in this lady's wow. garden. It was absolutely stunning. And then we did these movements, which which were more about flow, a bit flow. more like tai chi. Or... Yeah, it's that sort of style. Okay. Yeah, about flow. And you know, I, I'm I'm not feeling terribly fit at the moment, um, but it just it was. But I felt like I really moved joyfully and then we did this restorative yoga which was three poses where you stayed in each of those poses for five to seven minutes or so and you think well that's not difficult but you're in that position for that time it was like there wasn't even much movement it was holding a position okay it was glorious I, i came away from there going that's joyful movement but there are other types of joyful movement of course i think it's um, individual. Yeah, I mean, there's dance and there's all sorts yeah. of things, I suppose. Even when... dancing around the kitchen on your own, there's joyful movement, isn't it? With the family. And... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Did you find... Th- so that example that you gave of being in the yurt, presumably the environment was contributing as much, if not more, to the experience being more joyful. I would say so, because if I You were doing that in your lounge. Yeah, but then there'd be all your stuff around. You can't Mm. really clear your mind, can you, if Mm. there's clutter? Um, The teacher's really important as well Mm. with something like that. You've really got to connect. It's a bit like with counselling, isn't it? If you don't have the right counsellor, the counselling's never going to work for you. So if you don't have the right movement coach, it's never going to work for you either, is it? But yeah... Everything about the whole experience was lovely. I started doing some work with um, a personal trainer, but she's a trained physiotherapist. And so um, I've only had three sessions. Today I'm really feeling it on the in- like the inside of my shoulder, sort of almost like where your armpit is, but not quite. The rotator cuff. It, yeah, but at the fr- in the front bit. Yeah. yeah, not at the back, which is often... And um, and that was because we were doing some work with resistance bands where I was um, pulling and then releasing gently back. Yeah. And, you know, even that, at the time, it was hard, and but I didn't hurt. 
And then this morning I woke up and I was like, ooh. I've worked that. Yeah, but it actually feels quite good to have a bit yeah. of discomfort. Because your aim with the PT is is to work on muscle yeah. strength, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 straight, not to, yeah, not to build muscle f- for aesthetic reasons, but, yeah, to get some strength so that... And, and it's actually... I've been surprised at the things that I can do. Um, but... But yeah, at the time, but going back to your point about the instructor, so she's lovely. I feel really safe with her because she is a trained physiotherapist specialising in rheumatology. So I know that she's not going to hurt She's not going to hurt me. It's really important, and she isn't it? She understands that. some of the things that are going yeah. on with my body. You've got to totally trust. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, normally if you go to a gym or an exercise class or something, they'll give you workarounds, but they're just general workarounds. Whereas this is, this is feels much more about. I mean, I just happened to mention that oh, that my hands were a bit, a bit painful, and she just went straight into giving me some exercises that I could do with water and sponges and things, just to exercise my hands. So do the dishes. Do the dishes. <laughs> yeah, she didn't say do the dishes actually, but. But, um, so yes, it's that trust that they, she knows what she's talking about and she's going to push me. So I'd, I, she'd say, oh, you can just hold on. And I go, no, that feels like cheating. She says, no, no, I'm not going to let you cheat. Yeah. <laughs> but if balance is stopping me from doing something, then it's okay to put my hand on the banister or something to an, until yeah. I get to a point when I can do it without. Yeah. I think that's the thing with the restorative yoga. You th- you're thinking, actually, I'm just lying here. What am I doing? But yeah. and and she did explain it. It's like you're lying there, but as you're doing that, and you you're you're sort of relaxing into that pose. You're just stretching a little bit more and a little bit, and you just you know moving yourself gently into that pose. And she's right. With, with every sort of minute that went, I felt like my back was just. Easing into a little it, bit yeah. more. Yeah. So there's quite a, a lot of stuff on on back bends. I was like, okay, but that was joyful. Yes. You do zumba. Would you describe that as joyful movement or is that it, exercise? Well, it, it's fun. I mean, I laugh a lot while I'm doing it. Because it sounds joyful. I'm going in completely the wrong direction half the time. <laughs> so it's not joyful for anybody else. No, no. Well, like everybody. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, some people just nail it. I'm not happy. You know, oh, this is a new routine. They just—they're just really good at looking like they know what they're doing. Oh, wow. uh, my coordination again with um, doing the work with the, the personal trainer. If I if I'm supposed to be doing something where, say, I'm lifting my right leg and my left arm, yeah. I really have to think about it. And I didn't realise that my once I can feel it, yeah, that's different. So there's some things that we do at Zumba, particularly if I like the music, where I remember it because I've got That's muscle memory. Yes, okay. yeah. But uh, but yes, it is joyful. Yes, it is joyful. And just before we leave this subject, there's another phrase. Now, I can't quite remember it, so I've paraphrased it. But it was about eating nice things. So uh, I'm pleased to say one of the things... Uh, that Zoe don't do is ban any foods or food groups or anything because my way of thinking is if you tell me I can't do something and that's the yeah. thing I really want yeah. to do yeah. so there was this phrase and it's something like unashamedly delicious 
So it's like taking the shame out of enjoying eating something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That might not be the phrase at all, but that's the one I've adopted. Unashamedly delicious. So if you're going to have it, have it and enjoy it. Yeah. That reminds me of... um, the cream cake advert from years ago. Oh, go on. Maybe I've got that from there. What's no, that? it was just naughty but nice. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Coombs, an actress from back in the day. Wow. And she'd be eating this, you know, this cream naughty eclair. Nice. Yeah. It's naughty but nice. Oh, God, that's really brought back a memory. And it's true, isn't it? Naughty but nice. Yeah, because why... I think the challenge is, if you're eating it and not enjoying it, then why are you eating it? Yeah. You know, because you, you'd say, well, I don't like liver, so I'm not going to eat it. Well, the opposite of that is, I really like that thing and I'm going to savour. I really like, enjoy it. Yeah, it's like um, if you go to Seasons in Shrewsbury, restaurant yes. that we both like. You know, get mountains of food, but what you get, you know, there'll just be, I don't know, a little caper berry that's really lovely. Or sometimes there'll be a flower or it's just really flavoursome. They mix that with that. Yeah. And it quality just works. quantity. Yeah. And that is what they talk about yeah. a lot in Zoe, is like, yeah. Yeah, they just go for it, the, the quality. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I'm enjoying it. But Good. those two particular things about unashamedly delicious food, and I apologise, Zoe, if it's different to that. Yes. And, but joyful movement is really, okay, yeah. yeah, I want to do more yeah, of that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, over Christmas, um, I was up at my brother's and my little niece had um, a karaoke, um, not a karaoke, but like a karaoke microphone. And... Um, and was it from Boots by any chance? No. Oh, I bought one for my son. So it was like a microphone that you can connect to your phone and they use it like a... Yeah. Like a karaoke. Yeah, I don't think it was from Boots. But, but we... So we were doing silly singing and then... Both my mother and I, independently, had bought one of those ribbons that you gymnastics oh, use. Wow, yeah. So we were doing performance of g- gymnastics, and people we got people like Shirley Ballas. Granny was Shirley Ballas, and Craig <laughs> Revel Horwood, and and we were all doing the judging, you know. And so, of course, then I have to have a go. And actually, it was great fun. <laughs> but would I stand in my own lounge waving around a ribbon? Yes, you would. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I might just get myself one. I might just get myself one. Now, here's the thing. I haven't actually done any prep, but I'm going going to share with you a thing that's been in my head for for quite a while now. It keeps coming into my mind, and it's partly to do with what we as humans have done to the planet in terms of... That comes into your head in nightmares, doesn't it? Yeah. Just that realisation that what we've done to this planet... And, you know, the consequences of of that. And I keep thinking in my head that everything I have ever owned is on this planet. In my 57 years of life, everything I have ever owned is on this planet. Still, you mean it? Yeah, it might have decomposed, but it might not have done. Because recycling wasn't a thing for almost the first half of my life, certainly the first 20 years, nothing got recycled. It's so all in Yeah, so that plastic pram that I had when I was five years old is probably still somewhere on a form, in a former landfill site. And, and then I was thinking, and that's true of everybody who's on the planet. 
And then it's like, so where is all this stuff? You know, the enormity of that is, is just huge. You know, there's things that I've forgotten that I ever had. Yeah. And they will be on this planet. Do you know what's really grounding then is if you think that that will be on the planet way after everybody's, everybody's forgotten about who you yeah, are. Exactly, exactly. So I don't know if it's coming out of a thought of mortality, but it's just this sort of enormity. And whilst I know that the planet is a big thing, um, and, you know, and on those occasions when I have flown for 13 or 14 hours, you know, you just go, oh, my gosh, I'm still not as far as I could go on this on this planet. But I've started thinking also about growing things. It started with wine, right? I like wine. Uh, and you go into the supermarket. So we all have types of wine that we like. Yeah. And in a supermarket, there are mass-produced wines. Yes. Right? So that means there are lots of grapes. That means there are lots of vineyards. Yeah. Because... I can consistently buy that wine and have done for years and it's not run out. Okay. You, so there must be massive expanses. If I You're want, having an ex- existential crisis. I don't, it's not a crisis, it's just that... A realisation. Yeah, I, I don't know, it just... So, I don't know, if you want... Um, particularly, you know, we don't grow much. Like bananas, right? Bananas are very, very cheap. Yes. Like, cheaper than chocolate bar. But they don't grow them at the end of the road. We don't grow them here. Yeah. They come from the other side of the planet. And I can always go into the supermarket or the shop and buy a banana. So can any of the 63 million, not 63 million, 63 billion people that are on the planet. No, 63 billion. Okay. That's right, isn't it? 63 million in the UK. Something like that, yeah. yes. So everybody, just in the UK, everybody in the UK can walk into a shop and buy a banana and we don't grow them here so slowly i think i'm either i'm feeling really 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 small and insignificant yeah or i'm just becoming aware of the planet more uh and what what we're doing to it how we're using it and just the scale that must exist. How many tomatoes must be growing on the planet now in order for every tomato that's in everybody's fridge to, to be able to be replenished? I had a headache before we started. <laughs> but don't you think it's... Yeah. yeah, when you think about the scale, how many tomatoes are growing now? Did you Google that? No. No. How They'd probably tomatoes? just say only seven. It's probably just some really small number and we are about to run out of tomatoes. Or green beans, or lettuces, or potatoes. I haven't got an easy answer to that one. So how many tomatoes are growing in the world right now? How creepy would it be if it comes back with an exact figure? I know. Oh, tomato production by country in 2023. So we could work it out, couldn't we? If that's like a, an annual production thing. But that would be weight, presumably. Will it be yeah. weight or...? Not actual numbers of tomatoes. You you've could have your... a good estimate, couldn't you? Well, you've got your cherry tomatoes, you've got your multicoloured cherry tomatoes, you've got your... 
plum tomatoes, you've got your big tomatoes, you've got your... It's the whole thing. So, on a very high level, the world produces 190 million tonnes of tomatoes per year. Okay. And the top... I mean, this is a discussion about tomatoes. It's not about that, though. But China um, produces 67 million tonnes. Nigeria, 3.5 million tonnes. So the top 10 producers of tomatoes. China, India, Turkey, USA, Italy, Egypt, Spain, Mexico, Brazil and Nigeria. And this little website, which is um, World O-Stats. Oh, gosh. Also tells us how many hectares are given over to tomato production in each of these countries. So what about... What what if grapes for wine? It's going to be acres and acres and acres and acres. How many grapes (laughs) grown in the world? And how many does Heather consume? Grapes. I don't really um, drink them. This is from Wikipedia. The estimated total world production for grapes in 2021 was 73.5 million tonnes. That's more than tomato. Oh no, it's not quite more than tomatoes. Tomatoes is... is 190 million, yeah, sorry. But why isn't it more than tomatoes? Well, I'd rather have grape juice than tomato juice. Yeah. I, I don't make a bolognese with um, with wine, although I could just have the wine, couldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sod the bolognese. Yes, yeah. I was going to make a, I was going to make a spaghetti bolognese, but I've just boiled some pasta and opened a bottle, a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the middle of this um, realization of how small you are, or how big the world is, or indeed both of them. Mm. What conclusions did you come to? That we're just <laughs> Now, now you've said that, I'm going to have to put a warning on the podcast to say this bad language. You could just edit it out. We'll just do a I'm pause. Going to. We'll just do a pause. We're in a really bad place. Okay. You know, I'm not going to edit out that yeah. bad word. I, I, I yeah. Sorry if I offended anybody by using that word, but to be honest, if you've got this far into the podcast... (laughs) Well done. (laughs) And you heard the word, thanks for sticking around. (laughs) So, it's. I mean, we could just end the podcast with that. We're fucked. Yeah. Well, we are, are, and we're just going to go and do it to another planet. Once technology... Oh, unless somebody's pressed the big red button, obviously. Um, we're just going to go and find another planet to do it to. I wish we'd started with your topic. What, so then we, we could, could end on the joyful, joyful movements. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it it wasn't it. intended to be doom and gloom. It, it's just... It is just Reality that, check, isn't the it? Rea- and uh, just this whole thing that everything I've ever owned is still on the planet. Every car I've ever had, every bike I've ever had, every saucepan I've ever had, every TV I've ever had. And whilst you recycle them and they come back made, hopefully, made into something else, if you got all of the things I'd ever owned and put them in a big shed, it'd be a lot of stuff. And some of it would be duplication. 
<laughs> you forgot that you own that one. Yeah, or you get rid of something and then you realise that you need another one. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Wow, okay. It wasn't meant to be doom and gloom. You're looking at me like I've just ruined your life. I haven't made any of this up. It is fact. <laughs> And I'm not turning into an eco-warrior or anything like that. I think it's just the scale that is... The enormity. The absolute of enormity of it, yeah. Do you not feel that because the planet is so enormous that um, the planet will take care of itself and probably eradicate this pestilence that is the human race? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. It's It's doing it now through... Gales and floods and tsunamis and all sorts of things. I just don't know. I don't know if it's playing the long game <laughs> or if it's ramping things up. I think up. I feel I need to stock up on the wine. <laughs> just to see me through this. Wine and tomatoes. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not that big a fan of tomatoes. Can I have another fruit and vegetable, please? Yeah. yeah. You can't, well, you can't have bananas because Zoe says that you can't. So. Okay. Apples. Apples. What? Well, like forever. No. Apples forever, no. No. There's something better. Chocolate. Gin. Chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, chocolate and wine it is. Right, I'm off to the shop. <laughs> now Here's the Thing is a Jones and Noble production brought to you every week. Well, maybe not every week, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> Recorded with an iPhone a microphone and lots of hot air.